0: Today on the show, I'm happy to have Pavel Overchuk. He's the founder of Alvis AI. They are trying to reduce complications of the transcatheter aortic valve replacement. So Pavel, I want to hear about your vision for AI systems in healthcare and how this can revolutionize things.
1: In general, I think it's a very good moment in time to try to develop AI systems in order to improve healthcare. I think that there has been a lot of improvements, technological improvements in AI and there is a lot of need in healthcare in particular in trying to improve processes the efficiency of processes involved in healthcare in hospitals i think that healthcare professionals would greatly benefit from the automation that ai brings and there's there is so much that is needed to be done right now it's, i think it's a very good moment to get involved in AI and medtech and try to apply AI systems. And this is what we're doing. You mentioned Trascata or valve replacement. That is indeed our specialization right now. It's a type of heart surgery, but we have a broader vision. We are going to try to reduce complications, improve the safety of surgical procedures so procedures in general. And we are targeting a specific procedure right now because we, wanna, we want to do as good a job as possible and going from that once we have solved that problem we're going to tackle heart surgery procedures try to make them safer and also making them more cost-efficient cost-efficient we're trying to actually find out what would be the best use for different materials during the procedure in order to reduce improve what would be the best strategies and we do that by improving the planning before the procedure using ai
0: so there's what kind of data inputs do you need to effectively get this information
1: we're very focused on imaging information right now and we are working a lot of simply 3d anatomy of patients and this is what we are focusing on we this is currently It's not the first generation of our products we have been working on trying to improve the procedure planning and the processes for several years now. Uh, And our current strategy is at the same time, try to be as precise as possible in our predictions in order to be helpful to provide a product that works. And at the same time, considering the integration inside of hospital systems, we want it to be as simple as possible, as seamless as possible. And with our current generation of products, we, I think we have made a great deal of progress, have been able to deploy easy-to-use systems now that are precise and at the same time that would be seamlessly integratable inside of hospital systems. In, order, in the end, for physicians, not have to do anything, just get the information, be able to use it during the procedure planning and move on with their procedure and the rest of the, everything they have to do every day. Yeah.
0: Are you getting a lot of pushback from the hospitals or are they happy to adopt the technology?
1: I think that we, yes and no. I think that healthcare data in, in general is a topic that hospitals are not always very at ease discussing about, very protective and appropriately. Data privacy is important. Healthcare data is important because it's patient data, obviously. At the same time, everybody has to realize that in order for AI systems to be deployed, AI systems literally are trained on patient data. And for everybody who is trying to develop medical technology and AI systems, data is the fuel. So if people don't have access to data, they cannot create AI systems and they cannot deploy. There are many opportunities and ways technically to make data accessible and very securely but hospitals have to be aware that it's possible and ready to dedicate at least a little bit of resources or a few experts in evaluating projects that come to them like ours consider is this startup a good one that we could trust are their processes good enough secure enough that is expertise and I think that hospitals are not yet always ready to allocate resources to that specific side, although they would get a lot of benefits by doing so. They could improve. It would, AI in general would improve greatly everyday life of healthcare professionals and patients, like outcomes, complications in our case, heart surgery complications, it's important and I think that hospitals would benefit from realizing how great the opportunity is and how much benefit they would get from just allocating a little bit of resources in finding the matches, verifying startup projects, and uh, just allowing the integration of those systems. More and more, especially in the US, my personal feeling is that there is more adoption in U.S. hospitals, and because that realization has happened in a lot of places, it could be way better. That's my honest opinion. But we're getting there, and it might take a little bit of time, but I think that it's just a matter of when are we going to get optimal on this? And this is what everybody, I think, would want. Patients first, healthcare professionals also. This is a way For sure, this is a way for future healthcare and it could be like present healthcare, people just have to put a little bit of resources and that comes from realizing how important
0: that is and how possible that is now. This is not an easy industry to approach. So what inspired you to take this on and try to solve these problems? That's an
1: excellent question, actually. What inspired me personally is because I'm a physician myself. So I have worked in hospitals more than 10 years, and I have just naturally, I'm also an AI engineer, I have just naturally worked with colleagues, observed the problem in clinical practice, and we have created a first version of the algorithm. We saw that it could work, and I'm just trying to bring it to market now. So it's, it has been very natural, but I understand the question in terms of It's very difficult to navigate this industry because it's incredibly serious, for one thing. And it's also difficult to navigate for regulatory reasons. There is a lot of challenges on that side. It's very difficult to bring medical devices to market. It's a great challenge. And even if you have the knowledge of how to do clinical studies, how to develop a product, It takes a lot of resources to get through the regulatory market and through the regulatory processes. I feel like the FDA is going the right way right now, where they're trying to make it as efficient as possible because they have, it's my personal feeling, they might have realized how important it is and how heavy that process is, especially for startups, because we don't have the same means. As the big established companies. So we have, and, and going through that process, it's several tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars. And this is something, this is that kind of money is we're just startups, most of startups don't have. And many great products are not getting to market and are not getting to patients and healthcare professionals' hands because of that and i think that if more improvements on that side could be done that would be a great benefit also to patients and healthcare professionals
0: are you classified as a medical device yes oh that's tough okay so even though you're from a software side it's still you have to still go through all that regulation and as you said a lot of capital is required for that
1: yes this is exactly what i meant there are Types of products that one could bring to market without going through the very difficult clinical testing, like preclinical for some devices, and then clinical testing, and then the regulatory validation, which takes months, if not years. So it is a long road. Software is a little bit simpler as like class three invasive medical devices. But still, it requires um, capital, and that is not always
0: easy to find. Are you in that stage of raising capital now? Yes, we are yeah uh, How's your experience been so far with that? Uh, not easy it's
1: not easy it's 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 you have it's another difficult aspect from trying to make things happen for a medical device startup and it's not easy it helps if You already have a good network of people that might have a lot of means. It wasn't our case. So it's not easy. It's not easy to convince people that your project is good because it's not on the market. It's very different for medical devices and the health. different, very different from the usual product that you can actually sell. And then you come to investors and you tell them, possible investors and you tell them, we have that much sales here's our valuation that we calculated uh, and we're great uh, and we already we have this great curve of customer acquisition and uh, if you give you us some money we will be 10x 100x you cannot do that with like pre-regulatory healthcare startup because by definition you are not selling you cannot and the conversation are not is not easy because it's very like hypothetical yeah how much how big is your market how did you calculate that and what would convince me that you will be able to get there and then going through the regulatory process as we said even if you have done the clinical research in solid getting through the regulatory processes it takes months if not years like 12 months so it's a long road and until you can you can sell it, and then you have to sell, actually. It's very difficult. It's a very difficult type of startup to, to develop. And it's very difficult to do it for a first-time founder, I would say, because you just, yeah, it's very difficult. And if you don't have a network that to start with and you have to create it, everything becomes long and tedious and you gotta fight a lot.
0: I'm sure. It's noble that you're making the attempt here because this technology would help. And I, I know how hard it is, especially when you're dealing and it's hard enough to be a founder and now you've added in 10 levels of more issues that you need to deal with. So I respect a lot what you're doing here.
1: Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want I, I to complain, but <laughs> yeah. it just is. Yeah. You would have told me three years ago, go ahead. This is how it's going to look like. I don't know if I would have. It's very, yeah, you know, it's very difficult. Yeah. I wouldn't advise or somebody who is a first-time founder to go for it, I wouldn't. Like second time, why not? Because you know the process a little bit, you have created a network, maybe. You got a little bit of capital, but first-time founder without network, without capital, oh, that's a tough road.
0: That's good advice. So yeah, avoiding medical devices for your first-time founder, (laughs) startup. Yeah. Yeah, I agree on that. Pavel, our listeners wanted to learn more about your tech. Or get in touch with you how can they do it
1: it's very easy we have a uh, you have my email uh, it's my first name at alvis.ai so pavel at albis.ai it's very easy to send me an email i was just on and otherwise we have a very active linkedin page so anybody uh, it, it's easy to find us on the internet you just put a Elvis.ai in your navigator and should you be able to find us also on our website we have a good demo button should be very easy for anybody who's interested to to reach out. We have many needs and a lot of room for anybody who is like highly qualified and ready to tackle the healthcare industry. Very open to discussing this with anybody who's who would be ready to to get on the road with us.
0: Well thank you Pavel, for coming on the show and thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Failing Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time.